0: people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host, as always, Jeff Stormer. This week I am joined by Will Liam for a game of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. Will is a member of Plus 2 Comedy alongside frequent guest of the show Noah Houlihan, where he does geeky stand-up at conventions, runs panels about game mastering, and chats with guests from all walks of life about the things that make them geek out every week on the Plus 2 Comedy podcast. He's great, and I'm really excited for you to hear this episode. On that note, let's throw it over to me in the past so he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down with Will Liam. Will, thank you for coming on Party of One. Thank you for having me. So right up top, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners at home? Talk about where they might know you from. If they don't know you from, if they don't know you, where they should know you from.
1: Uh, I am a comedian. I am the, the other member. I don't know why. I, I'm a member of Plutton Comedy, there's two of us. Uh, we do stand-up comedy and all kinds of panels at conventions, mostly in the Northeast guy uh, Anime Boston. And if not there, then uh, I do the Plus Two Comedy podcast.
0: Yeah, I really like Plus Two Comedy. I think I like your panels. You do you do a panel on GMing that I I was a part of at Gamercon. Yeah, Club. it was really good. That was awesome. That was great. That was the first time we did that. Uh, that was a really good panel. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so cool. So this week we are playing Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition. It is a game that I suspect a lot of people are familiar with. <laughs> Um, so why don't you introduce your character this week? Oh,
1: I am Baoris Denatar. Oh, I love random character name generators. <laughs> usually it's just like a dumb, like a human name with a letter that's different.
0: Yeah. yeah
1: this one went all out. This one made a <laughs> this, a jumble.
0: This one committed. It committed to the gimmick. And I respect that.
1: <laughs> and I can only think of Pat
0: Benatar every time I say my name. I assume Denatar is like the 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 ancient ancestral. So I assume you're a blood relative. Yeah, yeah,
1: I this in the fantasy D anD D world.
0: Yeah,
1: in fact, I am now related to a a Pat Bened- Denatar. All right, but uh, Bayor Bayorx, which does not sound like a man's name, it is a half elf. Is there half elf nobility? I just assume yeah, they were all sure. Accidents. There is.
0: No, I assume there's there's half elf nobility. <laughs> well well here we're going to do some world building. I will say that there's like a an alliance of human and elf and there's like a one central like kingdom <laughs> where they like mingle.
1: All right. All right. I'll buy. That. Yeah, the House Denatar is nobility in the in that city.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Bayars is a is a second son. So he he didn't get trained in ruling. He's a,
0: Sure. He's, he's not- a knight he's not the lord of the uh of the the kingdom he's sort of just around the court yes that makes sense i pre- i like that but he is but- still to be respected sure that makes yeah sure he's a noble that makes it's sense Tam-ram. okay yeah so he's so what's his what's his per- what's what's Beor's personality like
1: uh well he's never wanted for anything and you know that that uh develops well- well-rounded people
0: Yeah, sure. Well adjusted.
1: (laughs) So, Pete, you know, he rightfully assumes that people are below him. Uh, He has a right to be treated uh, with respect. And uh, fuck you, poor people. You should work harder.
0: Yeah, pull yourself
1: up by the bootstraps. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like my family did. Well, I didn't, but someone did because I
0: have (laughs) money. At some point, somebody had to do it. (laughs) Excellent. I'm very excited about this. So... (laughs) So let's dive in. Um We begin our story in the court of Cosmopolitan, which is the name of the city, Perfect. of this, like, beautiful mingling of human and elf. The court of Cosmopolitan. It is a very busy day. It is sort of, um... It's like one of those low-level diplomatic supplements is today. or mm. it's One of those low-level diplomatic summits is today, where it's like, you know dignitaries and all that kind of stuff are, like, coming from neighboring towns and other houses within Cosmopolitan are, like, showing deference and you're talking about policy stuff. It's all pretty boring. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, where does Baoris find himself, like, in the middle of one of these proceedings as House... Has House Tamberlin is, like, presenting their offering to to the, the, to the House Denatar and is proposing some, like, tax adjustment things. That, see, is that, that, that sounds boring, so I don't want to...
1: There's, like, a mingling part. I'll be there for that. But if I have to sit and watch other people for a while, I'm just going to slip
0: out. Okay, sure. So, yeah, so... It it starts out so what it where it starts out is like there's a part that there's a there's a first part of these like official proceedings is a real is right up Beoris's alley where it's they come they present a gift like they present an offering
1: oh I like this okay
0: and like they they make small talk and they sort of like show deference and then once the official proceedings sort of happen. You're allowed, you as the second son are allowed to, like, go off. Yes, and then yes. I will do that. So the attendants come up. The attendant from House Tamberlin. Okay. Comes up, they, they lay down their offering, and they offer, they lay down this, like, it's a pretty meager, like, chest of coins and gems. And they're like, here's our tax gatherings, and from our local um, merchants and enchanters they lay down this really beautifully, intricately crafted steel sword. And it's wrapped in fabric, but you can tell it's a sword because it's (laughs) sword-shaped.
1: Swords are what
0: to be. And, um... Let me ask you, let me ask you. What does Baoris's like, as a paladin, what does his detect evil... Feel, like look like or feel like or like what does he experience
1: uh you just get that little spidey sense uh all right uh did
0: you watch the animated spider-man series from the 90s yeah where it like just <laughs> like flashes black red light.
1: yeah he's like what was that
0: yeah so they put down the sword they start to unwrap it to like show you and everything goes black light for a second as it starts to like flash clips from about five seconds further in the cartoon (laughs) and you're like oh no something's about to happen with that sword and they unfurl it and it the sword itself um like twirls in the air like lifts up on its own free will twirls in the air slits the throat of the Mm -hmm. attendant that's offering it and comes towards the representatives of House Denethar. Denethar. <laughs>
1: yeah, you don't want to get sued by Tolkien.
0: So what does... So there's a flying sword coming towards you. Um, we're not going to roll for initiative because you get to go first. So what does Beorze do in this instant?
1: I'm going to try and draw my sword and knock that son of a bitch out of the air.
0: Okay, roll me an attack roll. 14,
1: 14,
0: 14, 19. Excellent. You you smash into the sword, roll me your damage. Yes. You it, it it goes like tumbling backwards into the ground. Nine damage. Nine damage. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, it goes tumbling into the ground, it, but it it tumbles backwards in such a way that it sort of goes into the. I guess what you'd call the car. What the I, what you'd call it goes into the carnage that's like behind it. Uh-huh. It sort of flies backwards. Uh, I'm going to need you to make a perception roll to see if you can if you can spot it or else it if, see if you can spot it to see if it doesn't just look like another sword amongst the various like <laughs> ceremonial sidearms as it is trying to hide. I got a 12. okay. Let me roll. It's hide or its stealth roll let's see <laughs> i guess that would be wisdom yeah that makes sense no i'll call it dexterity <laughs> it rolled a 1 <laughs> so it it tumbles backwards and you can see you as you're watching it you can see the you can see like it's very unnerving. You can see wheels turning in the head of this sword. Like it Wait. is thinking of an attack plan. So you see it in midair, like straighten out and dart into the carnage to like hide amongst all of the other ceremonial swords and stuff. But it does it in such a way that, dis- that it is a sword and you see it wobble. <laughs> so it's like wobbling on the end as though you have just thrown a sword and it is jammed in somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that is why it has failed its role. <laughs> I want
1: to try to. I want to drop my sword and try to grab this thing by the hilt.
0: Okay, that's going to be a grapple action. Okay, we'll see. I'm going to look up how grappling works. <laughs> this is exciting. Grapple. You know what? Something D and D has always made really seamless. Oh his, his yeah, grappling? grappling
1: has been the greatest system. It's not so bad in this one, if I remember. Versus
0: 3.5. Don't bother. Okay. Make a Strength Athletics check. I'm also going to make a Strength Athletics check. I'm proficient, so plus five. don't believe I have... I don't have that, so it's just going to be a plus one. I rolled a four, so...
1: I got a 16.
0: Great, I figured there was a solid chance that was going to go in your favor. So you've got, <laughs> this, you've got this intelligent Sword in your hand. It's like still wobbling a little bit as it's trying to like free itself. <laughs> Who sent you? It is going to on its turn try to escape the grapple.
1: I'm not letting go, fuck that sword. Okay. Also, can I curse? I've said fuck yeah.
0: three times. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, great. Cool. Ooh, okay, yeah. I'm gonna need you to make a strength athletics check to beat a twenty a twenty. A flat twenty.
1: A sixteen. So that's a twenty one.
0: Okay, yeah, so you hold on to it. It um it's it's still wobbling. You're like screaming at it, "Who sent you?" And it, you kind of feel it give, like you feel it kind of like go a little bit limp, and not not limp because it's still like a hard metal object, but you, you no, know I guess I mean. it's
1: not trying to get away as much.
0: Yeah, and in your head, you you see, um, like a, just a quick flash, almost in the same way of like your detect evil works. You see someone in, like, an attendance outfit from House Tamberlin hand a sack of coin to an enchanter mm-hmm. who then turn like, and you see, like, the sword behind them. And it's, like, not moving. Like, it hasn't been enchanted yet, but you see, like, that like, somebody in House Tamberlin garb has given you, has given money to the enchanter to make this for what seems to be this particular purpose. Can I try to really commit to memory what this enchanter dude looks like yeah make me a, an insight roll 9 11 so 11
1: insight
0: um i will say that you you know that it's someone in house tamberlin like you and you know like about what station they're in to be like they're about like an attendant or a retainer mm mm-hmm. mhm but they're not, it's, you can tell it's not someone of importance, but that's really all you've got.
1: Okay, I. I also, but, like, I was
0: trying to just, like, I want to get a, I want to remember
1: what the guy he's paying looks like, too.
0: Oh, yeah, sure, like, yeah, and you can tell that it's one of, like, the court enchanters, like, there's not many of them. And they are all kind of located in a, like, a specific area within, like, the castle town. Mm-hmm. So you've got a solid idea on both, like, who made the deal, or, like, at least the positioning of who made the deal and who the enchanter is. You're able to commit that much to memory. Okay. But, like, specific details or anything, like, you're probably going to have to make further rolls and really dig into an investigation to, like, figure that out.
1: Alright. And the guy, the... Tamberlin? Yeah. House Tamberlin, yeah. That's not the dude that's dead, right? there's
0: it was, um, there was a, there's a few, there's a few dead, it, like, had been bolting around the room. But the, the person that presented the sword was a representative of House Tamberlin, but was clear, like, not on the same level as the person that you saw make the deal. Like, this was, like, a peasant or, um, like, a dignitary or something. Not a dignitary, because that's, like, a high-up position. Yeah, it well, was, like, yeah, I got you. Like a-, like a town crier, almost, where it's, like, we you. come, re I come to read the scroll and give you your, your... Tribute. Envoy. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's an envoy. <laughs> it's not on par with, like, a retainer.
1: I gotcha.
0: Are there any more Tamberlin people here? Um, I will say yes. I I'll want the, yes. I Go want ahead. them
1: all detained right now.
0: Okay, yeah. So, because you're in a position of privilege, you have the ability to do that. So, I will say, like, the, the remaining, like, attendants and envoys are rounded up and thrown in the <laughs> Castle Cosmopolitan Brig or Dungeon. Okay. So they're there if you want to interrogate them or if you just want to detain them and take their rights away. Like whatever, whatever <laughs> well, you want to do. They're suspects.
1: You know, if one of them is bad, if one of those Skittles
0: is poison. Sure. You imprison all of them. I imprison all Skittles. Oh. <laughs> Laugh so I don't cry. <laughs>
1: uh, I, I'm going to have, is there like a. A medieval CS... Not CSF.
0: Yeah, there's a town... There's, like, a
1: castle sheriff. Like, I just want him to ask if... I don't think... I have a feeling they weren't involved.
0: Okay.
1: I just want to have him question.
0: Yeah, I'm going to ask for a role... I don't exactly know what role it is, so I'm going to look at, like, the skill list... Okay. ...and kind of decide, but I, I want a role... Not for you specifically to be, like, investigating this, but for your ability to sort of dele- like delegate and f- get the right people on the case in the right way. Okay. So I have to remember where skills are in the book.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I had a DM one time. Our group was all, it was some sci-fi role-playing group, and we were all rich people. And we had enough money that we had, like, soldiers and, like, people underneath us. And we would send them out to go do stuff for us. And our GM was like, it's not, it's not a very good thing for you to do. And we were like, why not? And he's like, think about it this way. Indiana Jones always does stuff on his own. The Nazis send people to do stuff for them. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no.
0: We're, we're <laughs> that's Nazis. Pretty, that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Okay, yeah, I'm going to call this... Um, I don't know, what do you what do you, what do you think? Like an insight no, we'll call the yeah, we'll call an investigation. And I will say oh, Can is that you yeah, use, that's the, totally. use the higher of your charisma or intelligence. I got a charisma plus? Yeah, so give me a charisma plus investigation roll. I got a ten. Okay. Um you are correct in that nobody that was an in court that day had anything to do with it. They were all as shocked as you are. A lot of them knew the envoy that was killed and were friends with him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, a lot of, like, it's so you're, so they come back and they're like, yeah, they're all pretty shaken up. Like, we probably shouldn't keep them in the dungeon. But it's mm. your call. You're, you're the, you're the noble, the sheriff, who is this, like, sort of, like, old, older, paunchy, like, two days <laughs> from retirement type. It's like, yeah, we, uh, they're, look, they're, they've had a rough day. One of their friends is dead. We probably shouldn't keep them. But I'm not gonna, but I don't have the authority <laughs> to say that if you have, if you supersede me. So <sighs> I need your word.
1: All right. They don't gotta stay in the dungeon, but I want them under house arrest till we figure this out. So, like, they could stay in, like, a nice quarters, but they're not leaving.
0: Okay. Then here's my second question If we, if we, if we give them. House arrest, like I can put guards on them twenty four seven, because we live in a fantasy world and it's twenty four <laughs> hour days and seven day weeks. Yeah, yeah, I, can I put understand. Them, I can put them under twenty four seven, but here's the deal: the borders. Then, then we do not have enough people to like make sure no one is getting in or out. So there's a chance it puts <laughs> a ticking clock on you on any investigation to like figure out who did this before they they have a chance of getting out.
1: So you're thinking execution?
0: Uh, no, no. I'm just letting you know <laughs> no, it, that there's a No, You said choice. it. Don't, you know, if that's what you want to do. You know what? I lied. We'll, we got plenty of guys. <laughs> I will make it work. But uh, what I will say <laughs> is that I think that it's going to be have to be you as the guy that, that had the sword and got the best it's insight. You're going to have to head this investigation.
1: I am the most qualified for most.
0: This is true. You're very qualified in a lot of ways. Just don't have me (laughs) (laughs) executing. Then I will investigate this myself. Alright, so what is your plan for the investigation? Uh, Also,
1: this the the sword has not tried to move lately.
0: Yeah, it's you've sheathed it and it is sort of for now showing uh, some degree of deference or submissiveness. I want to wrap a chain around the
1: handle. And then around okay. the sheath. So, like, so you wouldn't be able to pull it out. Does that
0: make sense? Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I will say you are able to do that. And there's still a chance it could fly away. But at least it can't get out of the sheath.
1: Cool. I'm going to try to wear this sheath. So I could, I'm going to have like two swords like a samurai style.
0: That makes sense. That's pretty cool. I like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... And I'm I'm fucking going to
0: Tam Tamberlin's where I maybe yeah, kind yeah, of Tam- remember this dude. House Tamberlin, yeah. It's like a different section of the the big this is one of those big rivendell style castles. Okay. It's like on a cliff, so it's like a whole city. No, uh uh what the fuck's the name? Gondor. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, it's like Gondor, where it's a Riv- whole city. Rivendell is where uh Elrond lives.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Hugo Weaving is who I was trying to think
0: of, which is a very Lord of the Rings name. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why they had to change it. So yeah, it's one of those. It's like a. So they so they have like a dedic. It's almost like boroughs. Like if you Mm -hmm. think about like Manhattan. Yep, I got you. Each house, each house in the city has their own kind of borough. So so you head to sort of you head to House Tamberlin.
1: Yeah, but I get on a horse. It is sure. solid, pure white. It's got a big feather on its head. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful horse. And I'm, it is is magnificent creature, and I'm riding over it.
0: Okay. So, what are you doing once you get to House Tam, which is not, I will say, is not as nice as House Denetar.
1: No, I, you don't have to tell me that.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, what is your plan once you get there? Uh, you said there's
1: like a. A section where i could find enchanters
0: yeah there there is sort of a almost uh almost a neighbor yeah there's like a neighborhood where it's like kind of a bohemian type big sprawling neighborhood of artists yep and that's right. where you go if you want something made it's where you go if you want something enchanted a lot of the shops are here, so you get a lot of the adventuring parties before they go out stopping by <laughs> yeah. to get
1: pick up potions and things. Yeah, there's a lot of groups of people much nicer than me. Yeah. With friends. All right, uh, well, I head there, and I, I just, I keep an eye out for the guy, but if I don't see him, I start asking people if they know an enchanter that kind of, that looks like the description I give them. Okay,
0: Um. so make me a persuasion roll, then. And we'll say you need a 15 to, like, get directed to him. Anything, and then a 10 to 15 gets you, like, uh, kind of in the right direction. I got a 12. Okay. So, you do find, you find not him, but another enchanter that is, you walk in, think of the place from Gremlins. Okay. You walk in, he's this very old dwarf, and so it's got gray <laughs> hair, and he's leaning back. He's like, "You seem," uh, and you start asking him about if he knows this guy. And he's like, uh, "Is this an official investigation? Am I being detained?" Uh, no,
1: no, you're not being detained. I'm just saying that you know, maybe, maybe I came in here and saw some illegal Magui trading going on, or maybe I didn't. But that all depends.
0: If, uh, you know you help me out I'm out of your hair okay yeah give me an intimidation roll <laughs> and if this goes I'm gonna say if you get a 12 or better you uh, then that breaks him but if you get an 11 or lower then 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 things might go poorly for you
1: seven I, I got an 11 exactly
0: okay then I'm gonna pop open my uh yep I'm gonna throw open my monster manual. And you are about to get attacked. (laughs) Alright, fuck this guy then. Okay, so from behind you, does a... (laughs) Does a six hit you? No. Okay, so somebody comes up behind you. Are you wearing armor right now, or are you just wearing, like, your fancy clothes? Either way, it's not gonna hit you. Yeah. I I
1: would have my arm, like, full-on, you know, knight-looking armor. I would I probably don't have my shield, okay, like
0: ready right now because I wasn't sure, so somebody comes up behind you and you hear the crack of a like a club or a shillelagh <laughs> a, like against your back, but you're wearing armor, so like you just feel it and it kind of knocks you forward a little bit <laughs> and there is a like i' a, a much younger looking dwarf that you can tell is sort of employed as this like shop's guard mm-hmm. to sort of guard the the mogwai trading <laughs> so you just happen to say the exact wrong thing to be like oh no they're on to us we have to kill this guy <laughs> so it is now your turn
1: i i how dare you you know who i am and i i pull my mace out Non
0: lethally, I got. Yeah, I'll call that. Yeah, I'm not trying to do.
1: So what'd you get? Hmm? Uh, thirteen plus five is eighteen.
0: Yes, you do hit him. Um, he's kind of got like this bulky leather armor on, and you just clock him right in the head. Roll your damage.
1: Two five damage.
0: Okay, so he stumbles back. You take about. You take him about half down. <laughs> he like stumbles back. He's spitting up blood. <laughs> At that moment, um, I'm gonna offer you a choice. The she- the sword starts to, like, rattle on your hip and, and like, bursts off, like, blows off the belt. Oh, shit, so... And, it's, like, starts to, like... It's still, lock- it's still locked in the chain, but it's just trying to get away. Oh, so you well, can I'm... take out this guard, or you can chase after...
1: I'm chasing this sword. That sword's not getting away.
0: Okay. Then, uh, uh unless a nine hits you not rolling well today. <laughs> he, like, so he gives he gives you another crack, and it shatters his shillelagh as you run. And he's just like, yeah, you better run. <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> and he, like, real smugly walks back into the shop, and the door closes. Make me an athletics and strength or dexterity roll, whichever, like, strength. and then describe to me, like, the way that you're sort of pushing through this crowd because there's um, a crowd of people in this in this like neighborhood that the sword is sort of weaving through i'm i'm like get move for your betters it's just plowing over people if they don't move. okay um yeah give me um in that case give me a, char- a charisma plus athletics as you are also like bellowing at people okay so my preferred. I'm
1: proficient in athletics, but instead of my strength, I'm doing... Yeah. Tourism. Okay. Yeah.
0: Fourteen. Okay, I got a three. So, <laughs> so you, you catch up. You, you not only catch up to it, but it, like, it darts into a window, into a shop, and you burst through the door. Like, you kick it open. Or you, like, shoulder-check it open. And standing in front of you is the very man that you saw in your, uh like in your vision and he's this like sunken looking human that is wearing like enchanter's robes so they're these so they're like fancy elegant craftsman looking robes and he's he's got this this little like pick Mm mm-hmm it's like a gnomish pick hammer, for, so it's like for carving gems and crafting things. hmm And he's got that in his hand, and he's staring at you, and he immediately re- knows, like, what has happened, uh-huh. who you are, and he is ready to act.
1: He's not ready for me.
0: He's super not, because he rolled a four. Oh, good. I uh, have so far rolled once under, uh, once over a 5 <laughs> And that was a 19, so it's a lot of extremes today. So mine's
1: just been floating around 10.
0: Yeah, so he comes at you, and you're able to- he comes at you, but he's not a fighter, so you're able to, like, duck him.
1: Okay. I'm gonna try to hit him in the stomach with my, uh, with my mace. Okay. Oh, uh, I- how does critting work?
0: Um, you know, I don't remember. I'm tempted to just say you automatically deal double damage, but I'm gonna look it up. I think it's double dice. Yeah. Uh that makes sense, and I'm gonna—I'll look it up just in case. But that makes sense. If I can't find it real quick, yes. Uh, when you roll, score a critical hit. If you go roll, yeah, you roll dice twice and add them together. Add any relevant modifiers as normal.
1: Ooh. uh, eleven plus two is
0: thirteen. That actually hits him.
1: No, well, that's the damage. Oh, that's
0: the damage, right? Yeah, he's dead. You. <laughs> I didn't want to. I wasn't trying to kill him. Yeah, right. You take him out. I mean, you—he's like—he's out cold. Oh.
1: So he comes
0: to. I assume you've tied him up or something. Yeah. He comes to. Um. How? Like, what are you saying to him? what What's your plan here? I'm gonna grab him
1: by like the, the collar of his robes, and lift him up in the air.
0: (laughs) Who hired you? All right. Make me a charisma and intimidation roll for that, and he has advantage against being frightened. <laughs> so instead of a six, he gets a seven. Four, two, and eight. Twelve. Okay. Yeah. He's. He's like. Um. You don't. You don't. You don't scare me. I. There's. There's just gonna be another sore and he's like looking and the sword is the sword has started shivering in the corner <laughs> like in the sheath and he's like uh, uh okay I'll tell you everything just please don't kill me please okay please don't kill me and he explains um so somebody came to me uh, it was an attendant it was it was Zaxby Zaxby like the chicken franchise yeah, yeah, he's from the, yeah, he's a chick, like the chicken cook, the, the castle cook, yeah. Zaxby the cook. He came to me, he said he had been promoted to an attendant, that he had gotten word from somebody else. There's a whole daisy chain of people that said, that had all sorts of awful things to say about House Denatar, and they said that, That we should, we should do something. And he said he couldn't tell me who gave him the word, but he had gotten the word from someone else that I should enchant this sword and it should assassinate you and your family and we and that house. Tamberlin would ascend and it would be a great moment. You got hired by a cook? Well, he was an attendant then because he said that, he said that like. Somebody came to him and said that they were told to promote Zaxby to an attendant and to have him talk to me. It was a whole thing. Apparently there's a lot of moving and shaking going on in All the right. upper ranks of House Tamberlin. A lot of people are being moved around.
1: Alright. Do I, I in fact can I do an insight? Yeah. To believe
0: him. Yeah. Uh
1: seventeen.
0: He's not on yeah, he's super telling the truth. And I'm going to say, you can ask one question as you further interrogate him. Like, you can ask me one question to, like, further narrow down what is happening. In addition to, like, knowing that he's telling the truth. Somebody is moving people around through, like, rumor and hearsay.
1: Do, Do you have a way to contact Zaxby?
0: He says, of course I do. I'm a fucking enchanter. Of course I have a way to get a hold of Zaxby. And he takes out, like, this little intricate velvet bag of sand. Mm -hmm. And he flips it over and he sort of pours it in a circle and it sort of smoke starts to rise and it swirls and Zaxby starts to like take form. And Zaxby looks sort of like a fantasy Matthew.
1: I am ducking because I don't because if this is like a video call, I don't want him to see me.
0: All right. Yeah, perfect. So you duck behind a table and Zaxby appears. He looks sort of like a fantasy Matthew McConaughey type. And he sort of stands up, and he greets the uh, the enchanter, and he says, like, oh, Well, 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 I didn't expect to show up here at this time of day. Guess that means the uh, plan's a success, am I right? Or was it?
1: And then I try to grab oh, him. Oh,
0: no! Okay, yeah, so um, you, like, step out from the shadows, you grab him by the throat, you, like, you jam up up against the wall, and okay. he just, and he crumbles like a straw house. Good, he should and he starts like immediately gushing about how it wasn't his idea to come to the Enchanter, how that was Thurber's idea, and he sort of points you in the direction of Thurber. And so you sort of like, uh, we get a whole montage of like, you chase down Thurber, who points you in the direction of another person, and there's this whole big, long, daisy chain of command going
1: on. <laughs> I'm beating all these people.
0: Yeah, you're like, you're dunking heads in toilets, you're cracking skulls, <laughs> It's a lot of, it's real Sin City-esque, this, like, investigation montage that we're seeing right okay. now. But, um, you finally get to, you get to, like, you finally, we, we the end of montage ends, we finally get to, like, sort of a, a head underwriter for Lord Tamberlin himself, who is, like, we're in charge of, like, signing checks and things, basically. He's sort of newly installed, tying into this whole, like, people are moving around, all that kind of stuff. And he starts going into like, yeah, I was Mm -hmm. told we needed revolution. That's what, that's what my benefactor kept saying was we need a revolution. And so I sort of passed that along to my chain of command and that, and about that's the moment that a knife goes into his chest. (laughs) Who put that there? And out from the shadows you see uh presumably the person that put the knife there, this sort of person in tattered robes, big thick hood, just burst off and take off running.
1: Poor people. I chase him.
0: Okay. Make me uh another strength and athletics.
1: I got a four. I got
0: a nine. Okay. Let's see what he gets. He gets a ten. So you're close. Like you're on it you're on its heels. And Speaking of its heels, you notice that its heels, that its feet are very weird. Like, you're not seeing a lot of it, but you're noticing that it, that human beings don't tend to have bird feet. No, they don't. But it ducks in, but like, as you're sort of chasing it, it ducks into an alleyway, and it's just gone. It blends perfectly into the crowd. I'm going to need you to make a perception check in order to, like, figure out where this thing is.
1: Uh, fifth, I got a
0: 15. I rolled a 15. So yeah, it's gone. Like whoever stabbed that guy and whoever told him to like strike was gone. Or so you think before uh like a knife just comes right at your head. Or rather like uh no, it's actually like a person with a knife is just lunging at you from the Somebody, crowd. Uh, right. so he dives at you, does an 18 hit your flat footed armor class.
1: Yeah, but I don't know if the armor I have even accounts. But it hits me, because I'm a 16 without my shield, and I wouldn't have my shield up. Because I've been chasing people around
0: all time. Oh, plus it gets advantage, because it's in the shadows, so it's going to pretty much hit you no matter what. Yeah,
1: it definitely hits.
0: So take, um... Oof. Take nine damage. Alright, I'm still conscious. Okay, yeah, so it, like, rips into you with this big sharp knife, and this is sort of... You finally get, like, a full sight of the thing. Wait, Oh, then what is it? It is, uh. Let me give. Let me figure out exactly how big they are. It's like a three or four foot tall bird thing. It has the beak of a crow. It is wearing ill fitting robes and rags and a cloak. And it's got these, like, dirty, filthy talons. And it's wearing this, like, stinking patchwork robe. And in its hand, it has one of those. Like a kukri? Or just like one of those like fancy daggers type thing.
1: Yeah. That-
0: and it looks at you and it shrieks and for a moment you hear it in the exact voice of the guy of Thurber, the guy you were talking to that well, that had been just been killed. You hear you hear him say, um, "Denatar is scum. This is our time to strike." And it's it's a perfectly mimicked voice. Is this a Kenku? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. It is.
1: Okay. I don't. My guy doesn't. I don't. Does.
0: I, I like Kinku. I was really excited to. I think they're fine. I feel like it's a cool villain to use a, in like a noble type setting. So yeah, it has stabbed you. It is now your turn.
1: I, bird's dead. How dare you attack me, a noble human? I draw my sword. I all
0: right. Make your attack roll. Five plus 18, 23. Excellent. You smash it. Roll your damage. Uh, five damage. Okay. It's uh still standing. It is going to try to jump into the crowd again. And now there's like a panic, so I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it an advantage. It didn't need it because it rolled better the first time, but it, roll me um, a percept, roll me a perception, or if you have a way to like disperse the crowd, you can use a different skill, but you want to beat an 18. But beans, get out of my way. Okay, I'll, tur- I'll I'll totally accept that as an intimidation or persuasion, whichever one you want to. Oh, intimidation. Yeah. Uh, sixteen twenty. Beautiful. So the crowd disperses, and now it is just the two of you standing. It is now standing there, perfectly still, a little bit freaked out, not sure what to do. You've kind of outwitted its plan. It is now your turn to act.
1: Wow. I'm gonna hope it doesn't just take off again because I'm gonna touch myself. Okay. And I heal five hit points.
0: Okay. It is going to see your moment of weakness, and it is going to strike. Not well, it gets a 10. No. So it is now, like, up close and personal as it has tried to stab you, and it just caught your armor.
1: It's getting a mace to the tummy.
0: Alright. 23. Yeah, you smash it. Roll your damage. 3 plus 3 is 6. Great, it is wheezing and coughing and as it wheezes and coughs you hear it say things like you hear it say things like prepare a flying sword or like yeah a flying sword would do the trick uh we will pay you handsome like random random and they're all different of, like, voices yeah and it's all like now that you're hearing it you can kind of piece together what happened which is that it just kind of absorbed like court speak
1: mm-hmm
0: And was using that to, like, position itself as the worm in someone's ear. Mm. And it is going to... I'm going to say it is going to try one last time to, like, crawl... It is going to try to, like, climb up a Fantasy Fire Escape. (laughs) Or, like, Aladdin-style, like, along some carts and things and try to Yeah, I gotcha. It does very well. It does a twenty-four. Roll like a perception to try and like figure out where it's at.
1: Just a roll. I rolled a nineteen.
0: Okay, yeah, it it successfully hides. Um What do you do now that it's hiding? Like do you prepare an act do you prepare to do something else? Like do you have another action planned? Uh
1: I mean, did I get a general idea of the direction it headed?
0: Y- yes. What I'm gonna say is, what I'm gonna say is, you got close enough that I'm comfortable saying like. So the thing about Kenku is they have this Ambusher trait, which gives them advantage when attacking from the shadows. I'll say you got close enough to essentially like take away that trait. You have a general idea of where they're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like basically, like you rolled well enough that like, you know where it's coming from, even if you can't see it. Okay so what do you want to do now
1: well, i'm gonna i'm gonna pull my shield out and i'm gonna try to f- go to where it looked like it went like real slow intense like in a movie where i don't know where the bad guy is and i'm just like turning stuff over it might be hiding under
0: okay yeah so like you're moving through the crowd and the crowd is kind of parting to both sides as you walk through and you come up to this cart and you like you flip it over and the Kenku is underneath, it sort of jumps at you, but you've got your shield at the ready. So I'm going to roll its attack roll, but I'm going to give it, like, disadvantage, because you kind of know what it's about to do already. Okay, uh... So it's it's good, because it rolled a 20. Um, so it got an 11, so does a 16 hit you? What, I'm sorry, what was the number? Uh, a 16.
1: No, not with my
0: shield. Okay, yeah, then you're good. Then you are good to uh, to attack on it. TBS.
1: But I saved it, so we're
0: good. Yeah, so go ahead and make your attack roll. Um, what happens is, like, it, you flip the thing, it kind of tackles you, but because you've got your shield ready, you're able to, like, I guess basically, like, back body drop it almost, where it, like, lands on your shield and you just sort of toss it backwards, and it goes tumbling. So it, like, kind of lands awkwardly on its feet, leaving you ready to, like, make your attack.
1: Okay. I'll
0: try to
1: bop him on his head.
0: All right, roll your attack. 5 plus 11 is 16. You hit it? Roll your damage.
1: 6 damage.
0: Great. You um describe how you kill it or defeat it. You you've, you've beat you've beaten it. I'm just going to bash him in his beak with my
1: shield and try to just knock.
0: Okay, out. yeah, you like smash up his beak so it can't speak anymore, which is real poetic. <laughs> <laughs> and it stands there for a second, like, ready to fight, and, like, it's got its fists up, and then it just, like, flops right over. It's done. <laughs> so the final question, um, sort of the final postscript is, what do you do, like, how, like, what do you do now that you've sort of fit, pieced it all together? Do I think this, like, this, the Kenku started all this? Yeah, you, you've got a pretty good idea of what happened, which is that the Kenku was trying to, like, institute basically a coup. Uh, a
1: a, a Ken- like- Kenku? Yeah, uh, guys,
0: you like it? Uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it was like using just random bits of dialogue that it heard around court to, like, institute this very elaborate like, coup attempt. Huh. I just... I guess I don't get his endgame. His endgame was that, like, he was sort of hanging around the people that would mm-hmm. have been in charge, and he would have lived off of their scraps. Uh,
1: so he just wanted better scraps. <laughs> yeah. Filthy, filthy non- elves and
0: humans. Yeah, they're just... Well, Kenku are just greed animals. They're just, they just want things.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is what happens when you just let them immigrate they into your city.
0: So it was just trying to get nicer things. <laughs> yeah, there's just the gimme race.
1: <laughs> Scraps, healthcare. It's ridiculous. So I guess what Very I variants
0: what uh the last scene I'd like to see is like we cut back to the next one of these business meetings. Let me ask you like what has changed now that all of mm-hmm. this has happened? What is different about like Bayeris' attitude, what is different about like the general like performance of all of this? What has changed for the better or worse coming out of this? Well
1: What's changed is now there's a sweet uh Raven skull <laughs> on the pauldron of my Excellent. armor.
0: As a constant reminder <laughs> Excellent. to that stay is in your place. The perfect note to end on. And that's game. Will thank you so much for, for playing. This is great. That was ah, a lot of fun.
1: Thank you for having me. That was.
0: I miss D&D. Uh, I like it a lot. And it works really well. Um, like, 5th edition, like, I really like the way it plays with a single player. Be- particularly because, like, the adventure design stuff is really, actually really helpful. And it play- yeah. makes sense. This is the first one where I've played it and felt like I understand how challenge breaks down and how to like adjust it for different party sizes
1: yeah the challenge system in the i never understood in 3.5 it's so much better
0: it they they do a lot better job the dmg does a lot better job of like explaining how things fit together mm-hmm. and i like that it makes it much easier to make things and to prepare things
1: yeah i the dungeon master guys maybe my my favorite role-playing book just in terms of like
0: like a must-read
1: for running or being in a group.
0: Yeah, it's really well done. I got to give them credit for that. So
1: well, before we, uh, so there's there's your plug, wizards.
0: Yeah, yeah. Take your take your blood money, wizards. <laughs> so well, before we wrap up, uh, where can people find you online? What do you have coming up? Uh, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, you want to listen to our podcast? You can go to. Uh, it's plus it's podbean.com slash plus two comedy or we're on itunes we're on all the you know stitcher podcast Addict, all that stuff uh we've got a twitter we have a facebook page so we, anywhere on the just google plus two comedy you'll find us
0: Will thank you so much for coming on party of one this has been great this has been a blast i'm gonna throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show take a future me thanks past me and thanks again to will for coming on to the show that was a blast Be sure to check out the Plus Two Comedy podcast and be sure to Google Plus Two Comedy and find out wherever, whenever they're performing. You can also follow Plus Two Comedy on Twitter at Plus Two Comedy and you can follow Will on Twitter at Asgards underscore Hammer. He's probably performing at a con near you in the very near future so you should absolutely go check it out. Meanwhile, you can follow this show on Twitter at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. If you really love the show, consider backing us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Party of One Podcast or just give us a nice iTunes review, social media shout-out, or word-of-mouth recommendation. Any of the above things help the show grow, and do new, cooler, better things like live shows, panel looks, convention appearances, and more. You can also check out my other show, All My Fantasy Children, in which Aaron Catano and I take your listener prompts, turn them into living, breathing, vibrant role-playing game characters. It's a lot of fun. I think you're going to love it. If you love this show, you should check it out. Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega featuring the DD Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates or you're interested in coming onto the show, shoot me an email at partyofonepodcasts at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, party on.
1: Never gonna die.